You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. To the delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw. The runner breaks to the plate. Here's the throw. Wow. He is out. The buck goes with You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, this beautiful, cold morning, Jim Rosati. It's been a while, Jim. How you doing? Doing good. Yeah, cold morning is uh, hitting the nail on the head. I think fall, fall, uh, you, you never know. Like it kind of feels like it's going to be here and then it goes away and it, you know, it's 80 degrees again. But I think fall might actually be here now. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you're right. I think we're feeling it everywhere. I really haven't said this much to many people. Well, I mean, relatively speaking. <laughs> It's it's dipped into the 60s, Jim. All hell's freezing okay. over. But no, what I was yeah. going to say is I haven't really said this to many, many people, I guess. But this Friday, I will be going to Pennsylvania. Every uh-huh. time I go up there, I swear, and it's a running joke with people from even up, from up, there, up there. Every time I go up, they say, well, I'm going to prepare myself. It's going to be the coldest week. My mom's already sent me the text. It's going to be the coldest week next week since... I think March, you know, since winter. So obviously, obviously it's getting cold. I should have warned everyone that it's going to be cold this week coming up. It's all your fault. It is. And I I hate it. It's terrible. And it doesn't matter when I go. Like I've been in June and it's been like 60 degrees, 40 degree lows at night. So like I, I know even we had like the live podcast one year, we went for my birthday, which is in the end of April. I the game must have been on April 30th because I went home. It was on May 1st. May 1st, Jim, is when I was flying home and it was there was flurries. <laughs> That's excellent. No, it's not. But yeah, so it's cold. Winter's upon us. Football weather now. It was like prime football weather. There you go. Yeah. Other, other than being cold though. How's everything been going? Things are going. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, from like a pirate standpoint, uh, if we want to kind of touch on them, there's not a whole lot of news going on, right? This is, this might be a relatively short show for us, but um, yeah, we haven't, uh, we haven't talked in, in the morning here on Starbucks in a while. So I figured we'd hop on maybe give an update on the Arizona fall league. Twitter was all a buzz for a little bit yesterday. Um, Steamer put out their, you know, their first projections for 2022. So there was a, there's something interesting there that we'll talk about. Um, right. But yeah, that's, uh, that's really about it going on in the world of the pirates. Probably going to be relatively quiet until, uh, until the world series is over. Yeah. 
there's I mean there's obviously not much they can really do, but even mm-hmm. even quotes like we don't even have anyone like you know rumored to go to coach it some college big time college football program you know like we don't even have those quotes yeah. to to talk right. about you know so thankful for the Steelers and their sites but no I mean they're Derek Shelton going to Vandy or something yeah there you go which yeah. honestly take the money and go go ahead I hope I hope there's a booster program with a big enough blank check <laughs> yeah yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't be that I wouldn't be mad no not at all but uh yeah I mean it's I guess it's something we were prepared for, you know, it's, it's, it's the playoffs, it's the pirates and it's the 2021 season. So they're not going to be doing much this, uh, this month, but honestly, I've, I've thought to myself and I need to go back to old shows because I'm like, you know what? We've clearly had this almost every single season that we've been, you know, alive. And it's not, what the hell have we done every October? You know, (laughs) what did we talk about before? I, I don't I don't know because I'm just like there's nothing to talk about. You know, we've done yeah. the fanboys, we've had a shows, you know, we've had shows and such, but like you said, it's it's been a few weekday mornings where we've come on to Starbucks and actually talked to Pirates Baseball. Um so I guess let's like you said, we'll, we'll get into it. It's gonna be pretty short. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. we have the Arizona Fall League. I think the last time we talked about this was day two of the Arizona Fall League, maybe. So uh, yeah, so we're we're basically two weeks in now. Um, so two weeks in. Thing about the Arizona Fall League too is like, I think there's five games a week, six games a week, but you know there's they're 41 man rosters, so you know you're not playing every single game. You get some off days here and there. You know it's 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 kind of casual, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they want to make sure they, you know, spread the playing time around to as many people as possible. Um, but yeah, pirates have three hitters. So we'll kind of, we'll talk about the offensive players here first. Um, one thing that, uh, that, you know, we've been noticing is pretty much every single game, uh, G1 Bay is leading off, uh, for Peoria. So he's basically been their de facto leadoff hitter. Um, He's hitting 297. He's got an on-base percentage of 400. And he's slugging 405. He actually hit a home run, um, you know, in down there. So, you know, the Which power. Was the first game, I think. It might have been the first game, yeah. So, home run, and he's got a double. Uh, he's not really stealing bases. He's got one, one stolen base. He's been caught stealing one time, but... Uh, yeah, G1 Bay. And I think another interesting thing to point out here is, you know, he's getting some playing time at second base um, in shortstop. But for the most part, Nick Gonzalez has been playing second base for Peoria. Uh, Bryson Stott from the Phillies is playing shortstop for Peoria. So G1 Bay is getting almost all his playing time in center field. Right. That's notable. Um clearly it, it is that's something yeah that they, they maybe want him to get some playing time in so yeah center fielder g1 bay what are your you know, what are your thoughts there well i think we've kind of hinted and touched a little bit about that you know i mean there's a lot of mm-hmm. talent in the middle infield of course we don't know who's going to work out and pan out and such but o'neill cruz is up 
and you suspect that he's going to play shortstop. I mean, the Pirates give us every indication that he's a shortstop until he's not. And it's not as if he has much competition at the major league level for that either. I mean, is he? are we worried yeah. about Kevin Newman? No. So, obviously, you expect Cruz to slide up there. Uh, the guys that we just talked about, like Nick Gonzalez, he's a middle infielder. You know, you, you have quite a few middle infielders in this system, and they're all closely jumbled together. You know, they're all going to probably make their debut within a year or two of each other. So I could definitely see Bay being like that odd man out. You assume he's athletic enough to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. So it makes a lot of sense that he's seeing that playing time. You know, uh, is he going to be the center field of the future? I don't know. You know, I mean, Nick Gonzalez could potentially be as well, depending whatever. Though, well, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll wait on that. Um, but yeah, like it kind of makes sense, you know. Th- these guys are higher up on the rankings than him, so he kind of seems to be the odd man out. So I-, I like it. I like it, and that's the thing too. Like any any team, I mean, versatility is a, a big thing. So mm-hmm. I've said how I'm still a bit leery on the bat. You know, I'm not as now. Granted, you know, you had your talk, uh, and kind of got me into. I mean, was it C.J. Abrams that you compared him to? Uh, Xavier Edwards. Xavier Edwards. Scott that's right. Who, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, with with Edwards, and I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. maybe you boost me up a little bit on Bay, but actually, I'm just I'm just down on Edwards now. Is <laughs> really what I am. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, but if there's gonna be something like if if you're a little bit worried about, maybe the bat doesn't truly really play, but if he adds that versatility, well, now he's a major leaguer. So I like it for that aspect mm-hmm. too. He's probably the one I'm most not worried on because it's not like he's a big time prospect, but probably like, I don't want to say down. I just, he's the one that's more or less the odd man out. So if he can add that versatility, that's what gives him, I think that utility of being a major leaguer. Yeah. And I, I tend to agree with you there. Um, I'm not sure if the bat is entirely there for him to, to be like an everyday player. Mm-hmm. I, I think like the hit tool is is there, right? Like he he can clearly hit the ball for average. Um, he's he's demonstrated that the the power is going to be the thing. Where is like is it real? Like were were those seven home runs in eighty three games? You know this year were those was that real? Um, if it is, then great. Uh, if not, then then yeah, we really need to see some versatility from him so that he can be a useful player on the roster. Someone you can plug in to play a lot of different positions to give people days off, um, you know, things like that. So I, I like what they're doing with them. Um, I, I think he's talented enough that he can be a major league player. Um, so just, you know, to add to his value, Hey, let's move him around a little bit, see if he can play somewhere other than second base and short. Right. Um, yeah. I yeah. Like it. <clears throat> that sums it up. And like you said, the home runs, I mean, I'm still leery on it, but it's, it's there, you know, you like, you really can't fake mm-hmm. a Homer for the most part. And as we just pointed yeah. out, you know, he came in and I think it was the first game, if not the second game for sure, you know, he's already got a home run in the Arizona fall league. So it's carrying over a little bit here. Uh, I would maybe want to see next year, how that still continues. But mm-hmm. I get, I guess that's the thing too. Like if, if he was still like the old G1 Bay with no homers this year, I'll probably be a little more down, but the, the homers intrigue me a little bit more. Okay, so maybe maybe there's a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like a lot of stuff we're talking about with him was Kevin Newman too. Yeah, no, I to, to a degree, I, I agree. Yeah. So and Kevin Newman he had is, yeah. 
top prospect status type stuff, you know, mm-hmm. until he didn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, the profile definitely fits Kevin Newman, like coming mm-hmm. up through the minors. I, I would agree with that. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, like I said, I, I obviously like all the guys in the picking order, like Cruz, Piguero, Gonzalez, you know, like those are bats I believe more in. I'm more interested and intrigued in with Bay. I'm like, eh, you know, hopefully he makes it to the major leagues, but I think this is a good way of creating that role for him. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, he's done nothing but show like he's, he's continuing. I mean, he's having a very good fall league. Um, I haven't mm-hmm. heard much. That's the thing too. I haven't heard much about defensively him in center field. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard much either, but, so. uh, yeah, he is getting a lot of his playing time there. He's playing every every now and then, like when Gonzalez will DH. I know Gonzalez played shortstop one one game at least, right? Um, so he's getting a, he's getting a little bit of playing time at second base, but for the most part, he's been in center field. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's stick stick with the outfield here, though. So so we've got Bay mostly playing center field, um, and then also pretty much playing. Every day, corner in the corner, uh, Kanan Smith and Jigba um, for Peoria. He's been batting normally like around sixth in the order, um, from what I can remember. But he's also putting together, you know, a solid, solid first two weeks here. Uh, he's hitting 280. The on base percentage is what's really intriguing 471 on base percentage for Kanan Smith and Jigba. He has nine walks. Nine walks and 34 plate appearances. Um, so just walking at a crazy clip right now. Uh, 471 on base percentage, 360 slugging percentage. So the power is not really there, but it's probably just because he's walking so many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he just he does actually have a lot of at-bats. He's 25 at-bats in eight games because of all those walks. Um, I, I want to say, I'm looking at the list here. He's... Uh, I mean, he's right up there in the leaders for, uh, for, for walks. So, yeah. Um, I mean, you definitely, you'd like to see him be, you know, getting on base. He's, uh, clearly, you know, doing, doing well there. Uh, I, I do want to see some power from him, right? So that's kind of like the the corner outfield. You want to start seeing some, some power potential. Um, I, I will say this, like the Arizona Fall League, um, there aren't a ton of people like who are just like mashing the ball. Like there's the, the, the there's there's one person with five home runs. There's one person with four. And the person with four is Lars Newtbar, who we all are very <laughs> well aware of. Um, somehow he's in the Arizona which, Fall League. He's been, yeah, which, yeah, which actually I don't know stop you, which is funny on that. Like, <laughs> we're all well aware of it. Like, Pirates fans, not even fans of that organization, right? Us as Pirate yeah, fans are right. all well aware of that person. However, right. if you ask the other 28 organizations, no one knows him. No one knows who Lars Newpart is other than Cardinals fans and Pirates fans. Right, yeah. which is just so fitting. Um. <laughs> So you got Lars Newbar and Jeter Downs up there. And then, you know, you got a few people with three, a few people with two, but the, 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 the home runs haven't been like out of control there. Um, so yeah, but, but he's, he's been putting together a solid season. I mean, the, the stat line 280 average four, 
what I just I'm missing 471 yeah, four, 471 OVP I mean yeah hard to complain about that right now yep um granted this is so eight games for him nine games for Bay eight games for mm -hmm. Gonzalez so clearly we're still dealing with small sample size when we talk about yes this. and I get very it. clearly yeah totally get it but in that small sample size, we can also talk about, you know, the, the season and such, you know, that that is a little bit with him. I'm not going to say worrisome either for him. It just kind of possibly is his profile. He's got mm -hmm. great, great on base skills. And you look at his entire career, um, you know, and this year specifically as well. He walks a ton. He's translated over the Arizona Fall League. He's walking a ton there as well. That's great. You know, he hits for decent average. Mm -hmm. You would like to see more power, especially from like a corner outfield. And that's that's something we really haven't seen so much yet, at least. Um, so like you said, mm -hmm. zero home runs, two doubles. You know, like he's slugging 360 and Bay slugging 405. You wouldn't want to have Bay out slug you. I'll put True. it that way. You don't yeah. want Bay out slugging you. Um, Coming so from a corner outfield spot, yeah. Right. Like if there's one mm -hmm. knock on him, it is the power. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's something I can live with if he, I mean, if you're talking about this elite type of on base skills, right. Mm -hmm. I, I can live with that. You know, if like, if you're, you're once, I mean, just saying, if you're one Soto with like 15 home runs, I can live yeah. with that. <laughs> Not saying that's what this guy's sure. going to be, but I'm just saying like he, he's got very elite on base skills. Um, but yeah, I would like to see a little more power from him. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's, that's the one thing we want to, we want to see more of. And I mean, I'm assuming as I said, he is rule five eligible. So, you know, we talked about him. He's definitely someone you're adding to the 40 man. I think, mm -hmm. um, I don't think they'd send them to the Arizona fall league if that wasn't the case. Uh, but right. Let's just showcase everyone here. Yeah. If you here, didn't see look him, at this guy, let's make sure you see him now and draft him. Yeah. So, so he's going to be added to the 40 man, right? Um, he'll, he'll probably start off next year in AAA, would be my guess. And, and yeah, you definitely want to see, you want to see the on-base skills translate to the higher level. Um, but you also want to see the power starting to develop a little bit. He is still pretty young. I mean, he's 22. He just turned 22 a few months ago. So he'll actually, you know, he'll be, he'll be, he'll like be just be turning 23 at the start of next year. So, uh yeah i I, it, I think it's interesting that they sent him um the on-base skills are clearly translating there does it we we just would like to see the power especially from a corner outfielder right like i mean right but like you mentioned if if the on-base percentage is elite right you can you can uh tolerate a little bit of lack of power that's fair. And, you know, again, I don't know how well it's going to translate once he gets to the majors and such, but, I mean, he's basically flirted with a 400 on base since 2019. Right. You know, I mean, he's pretty much all his career. 17, 430, now 18. He had a down year altogether, 281, but then 405, 398, and, of course, now in the fall league, 471. So, like, he's had elite on base. Um, So, yeah, yeah. so that's, again... So we got two players so far, two players playing very well in the Arizona Fall League. <clears throat> so that's good. I guess now we can move on to Nick Gonzalez, the, the prize yeah. and joy of the Pirates prospects. Yeah, Nick Gonzalez, he uh he's getting 
almost all of his playing time at second base. I think he's played one game at shortstop. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, he's playing, you know, on the other side of Bryson Stott. Bryson Stott's been playing shortstop. Uh, but Nick Gonzalez, he had a big game last night that, you know, kind of helped boost his stats. But Nick Gonzalez last night went four for six, um, <clears throat> drove in four runs. So that helped boost him up a little bit. Uh, but through eight games, he's hitting 314. Uh, with a 385 on base percentage and a 400 slugging, so uh, three doubles in eight games, uh, four walks. I said the batting average is there. Uh, I guess my only gripe would be, you know, hasn't hit a homer yet. But if you've seen the videos of his doubles, like he's he's hit doubles like right off the top of the wall a few times. Um, but Nick Gonzalez just seems to be doing Nick Gonzalez things. He's he's hitting the ball. You'll love to see it. Yeah, this is. I think this is just who he is. Tim Williams said that you know on on that show at the start of last year that uh, you know he's talked to he's talked to scouts and they think that you know he's he's certainly capable and 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 probably going and and probably could win a batting title. So he he just seems like a pure hitter, uh, and he is he is hitting. So, but did you like to see it? Corey Dickerson say he can win a batting title. I don't think Corey Dickerson said that. Mm, without not, the Corey Dickerson stamp of approval, I don't know how much I trust Tim Williams. But <laughs> here's the thing, though: Corey Dickerson was uh, was wrong. He was wrong. Or <laughs> <laughs> the problem is Adam Frazier got traded and didn't stick with the Pirates. He went to a lesser team, the Padres. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, basically. Right, right. But so this is what I wanted to allude to. So we talked about how we haven't heard specifically anything about Bay's defense in center. Um, when it comes to Nick Gonzalez, you said he played short once. There was actually comments about that as well. I mean, they were saying how he looks really good at short. I mean, the footwork's really good. I know it's we've, we've pretty much touted he's going to be a second baseman. I guess I'm just saying this just to say. But he actually he has gotten pretty good reviews. Them talking about his play in defense at shortstop. So I mean that's good. The bat seems as if something gets going to play. Like that's his calling card. But you know it is nice to hear about his defense as well. Yeah, I mean I think ideally you'd love to you'd love him to be able to to be able to play shortstop, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Just you know in case Cruz doesn't work out there and you've got to move him. Um, you know, it would be nice to be able to plug Nick Gonzalez at short. So the the issue right now is, you know, he's been playing alongside Piguero, right? And he's probably going to, you know, they're probably both going to move up to double A. So it's like, how much playing time is Nick Gonzalez going to get Not much. at shortstop <laughs> uh, in Altoona, right? Um, but again, just being able to play the position is is good too. I mean, if something happens to one of those guys, the, you know, if if he's able to just slide right on over, then that's great. Right. But I mean, the way you can kind of think of it, like I, I he may have looked good there in the Arizona Fall League, and he has reviews, but he played six innings of shortstop this year in Greensboro. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. And so with it's that like, being said, yeah, it just it's second home to him. Yeah, yeah. I guess my thing is like the Pirates clearly don't view him as a shortstop. No, at this point, no. But so. but when he plays, he looks good. So that's good to know. 
Um, You're right. He did. He did have a 1,000 fielding percentage as a shortstop. There it is. In six innings. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> it's all we need to hear. Which um, would which would actually tie a record for the best fielding percentage of all time. Interesting. Yeah. Good to know. Thousand is the position. record. Yeah. And Gonzalez is on pace to to tie it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So to yeah. Nick Gonzalez, like I said, just just some note there. I mean, that was something good to hear. But when it comes to the bat. I mean, he has been doing just basically everything. You, you can't really ask for more. Like you mentioned, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If there was like one home run on there, that would make it look better. I mean, actually, everyone, the team leader, speaking of being tied for things, the team leader in home runs is is Bay with one, along with <laughs> six other people. So, you yeah, know, yeah. with that being yeah. said, like no one's hit more than one home run on the team. As we mentioned, Gonzalez does have zero, of course, but he has been mashing. I mean, everything you want to see from the bat is there. I know he had some struggles in the season, right? He came out, then he got injured. It seemed as if it took some while to get back into baseball and get into the swing of things, Jim. But once he did, once he did, like he was looking like a very, very good hitter. And we kept talking about him. Like the, the week kept extending, right? It was like, well, since whatever the date was, July something, right? Since that time he's done this, then the next week we've gone show, on the show is like, all right, well, it's gotten better. And like that that month, that that span just kept extending and extending. He's been such a good hitter. So it's good to see it translate because we talked about how he's because of injury, he's a little bit behind. You would like to have seen him in double A this year, right? With with that crew of people he's drafted with. So it's all good things. Yeah. I mean, all three players are, are showing up right now. Yeah. No, uh, no complaints really about any of the offensive players. Um, um, pitchers. There are four pitchers in the Arizona Fall League. All of them have now pitched. It took a while for Contreras and Burroughs to get on the hill, but they have now both both pitched. Um, but let's start off with the guy quickly here who replaced um, – Miguel Yahore, uh, and, and, uh, it's, and I think just it, it, I didn't, this guy wasn't on my radar at all until he was added to the Arizona fall league. So I'm, I'm curious, like, is, is this, does this mean the pirates are high on him, right? As a potential relief option? I don't know. Um, uh, but bear Bellamy, uh, mm-hmm. was, was, was added as, uh, you know, to the, to the Arizona fall league. He's clearly the only player the pirates sent over that you could say like, okay, well, he's not, he's not even, he's not really a prospect, right? Um, he's almost, he's about to turn 25. <laughs> like he turns 25 in a month, um, relief pitcher. But again, when you dig that, when you dig into the numbers, like the K rate was good this year, right? Um, you know, he, he, he seemed like he pitched well, but then you also look and he was 24 years old in high A ball, right? Right. So it's like, okay, well, you know, this, this was, this is a little intriguing here. Like why'd they pick him? Um, I, I, I haven't even really looked over his scouting reports to see what his stuff is like, but Bear Bellamy real quickly touch on him. He's a, he's, he's there. He has thrown three games. He's pitched four and a third innings. He has a, uh, and he's given up two runs. So struck out three, walk two, five hits. 
Do you have anything to add about Bear Bellamy? I, I, I like I do and I don't. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things where, like you mentioned, before the announcement of him going to Arizona Fall League, you really probably could care less about him, right? Mm-hmm. Just it's Bear Bellamy, you know, whatever, whatevs. And now it gets yeah. added. So now it's like, wh- why? Like, what What am I mm-hmm. missing? What's what's intriguing? So, yeah, like some of the peripheral stuff was pretty nice, you know. So in the 67 innings, as a 24-year-old in high A, as a 24-year-old in high A, <laughs> right, mm-hmm. 11.42 yeah. Ks per nine, 2.28 walks per nine. I mean, that's, that's good stuff. Now, he gave yeah. up the home run. You know, he still ended with a 457 ERA as a 24-year-old in high A. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But the Pirates are like, well, let's send you to Arizona. Like, I don't even look at this as of, okay, well, old man, here's a, like a reward because of how well your season was. I mean, the peripherals, the, the, the stuff was nice, but the results really weren't there either. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, is there maybe something <laughs> that they're seeing from him that it's like, yeah. you are going to be playing next year for the Pirates? So what the other interesting thing is like you would think somebody that age, he's not rule five eligible this year. He still has a whole other year too. So my, my only thinking is maybe they've chose him because every other person that they could have sent <laughs> is rule five eligible yeah. and they just didn't want to showcase him. Like what if you would have sent, um, you know, we talk about uh, Yeri De Los Santos, right? Like mm-hmm. if he was like, okay, let's let's just send this relief pitching prospect. You know, he's eligible for the Rule 5 draft. Do you necessarily want 29 other teams to see him every day and be like, hey, this guy, you know, maybe something, right? Um, maybe that was, maybe that's all this is. It's like, hey, you are a guy. Who's <laughs> you're a guy not eligible for the rule five draft? You know, you're, a, you're a guy, you're qualified. <laughs> go, go go pitch some innings in Arizona, right? Um, so I yeah, it it I mean, I'm not entirely sure what the what the mindset was here. Um I was like, hey, maybe, maybe like he he's from there and they're like, Hey, you're gonna be there anyways, just just go, <laughs> right? But like he, he's from Dayton, Ohio. Like it's it's not I, I so yeah I this is uh this is intriguing I I I don't really know what else more to yeah. say yeah and not that this all like yeah. matters either but it's not as if like there was some pedigree and like he just hasn't found a strider thing I mean he was a twenty eight round draft pick you know, he's the eight hundred and forty fourth player selected in the two thousand nineteen draft so mm-hmm. it's not as if he came into this organization like all right we got something here. <laughs> So I, I again I I don't really know, but cool okay let's I guess yeah. just kind of <laughs> right. see what happens here. Um, yeah. Now again, small sample size, four point one innings. It's not as if he's really translating over to the Arizona Fall League either. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So one sixty two WHIP, four fifteen ERA. He's given up two earned runs, five hits, two walks, three strikeouts. So, meh. Yeah, I guess I'm keeping an eye on him, but yeah. um, right now, I, I I still don't think he's. I, I don't necessarily think this is like. I don't, maybe we need to start paying attention to Bear Bellamy. I think there's 
I, I'm I'm sick with my original conspiracy theory that he's just a guy who's not Rule Five eligible, and so they're <laughs> like, go there. I mean, that's fair to say. Um, so, um, Rowan Z, Rowan Z Contreras, um, he has only pitched one game. The Pirates are clearly, you know, I think monitoring his usage down there. Uh, he started he started a game and he wasn't even like announced as the starter. It was actually the game that. Michael Burroughs was supposed to start and Contreras ended up starting. Uh, he went two innings, struck out one, walked one, gave up one run. So that was his one lone outing in the rule five uh, in the Arizona, five, Arizona fall league. Blah. Um, so not really anything to see there yet. He just hasn't, he hasn't, you know, pitched, pitched at all really. Right. Um, I, I would imagine I feel like that was a while ago he started. So maybe he's in line here to start again or get some innings here soon. But uh, just the fact that he got two innings, I think that's probably what we'll just see out of him the rest of the time. You know, he's not going to go out there and, and throw four or five innings. He's probably probably going to just get some get some usage in and out in in, in there um, every now and then. But uh, not much to talk about him yet. Um Hopefully he gets back on the mound here soon. Yeah. I mean, again, we talk about small sample size and that's, you know, about as small as you can get two innings yeah. uh, as a start. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's not really much to dive into other than the fact that it is just two, two innings. And, and you're right. I mean, it makes sense that the Pirates would want to be very cautious with him. Um, it's smart that they give him the Arizona Fall League innings, right? He, you want to see a little more out of him extend this mm -hmm. season for him because he didn't get much time. But at the same sense, he didn't get much time because it was due to injury. So maybe being a little bit smart with him, just being careful because, I mean, Ronzi is kind of your prized pitching prospect right now. Like other than Quinn Priester, who technically mm -hmm. is. I mean, Ronzi's he's made his debut. He's he's next in line. He's coming. So at all costs, protect Ronzi Contreras. <laughs> right, right. No, exactly. Um, I guess that brings us to Carmen Majinski. Carmen Majinski has pitched two games, uh, both out of the bullpen, three and a third innings. He actually got the first win of the year for Peoria. Uh, it was actually kind of interesting. So the, the game that Ronzi Contreras started, um, <clears throat> Peoria went into that. I think they were 0-6. They hadn't won a game all year. And then Contreras starts. And then I think they brought in Burroughs right after Contreras. And then they brought in Majinski <clears throat> right after Burroughs. So they went Contreras, Burroughs, Majinski. And uh, surprise, surprise, that's the first game they won, Denardo. I mean, obviously. You know, yeah. you, when you can't win games, <laughs> you rely on the Pirates to do it for you, right? We all yep. know that. It's, it's the key yeah. to success, right? Yes. So, yes. They, they but, finally uh, put it together, said, all right, Pittsburgh, let's get you guys in here. We need a win. And Pittsburgh, the streak breaker, got it the first win. They they delivered, yeah. But yeah, Majinski two uh two games, three and a third innings. He's given up one run, uh, struck out two, walked nobody. He's only given up one hit, and it was a home run. So he seems to be uh, <clears throat> seems to be doing pretty good. I mean, only one hit given up in. Oh, I'm sorry, three hits, three hits given up in three and a third innings. Nobody walked, uh, walking yet. So uh, yeah, I mean, again, small sample size with these pitching numbers. Right. There's a few pitchers out there that have gone like seven, eight, nine, ten innings so far in the Arizona Fall League. 
the uh, the pirates pitchers are not among them. <laughs> good, good for their organizations. Let them have their arms fall off. Yes, yeah. Pirates pitchers not among the innings leaders. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. No. Good stuff from Majinski. Uh, unlike Bear Bellamy, that's a guy that you want to keep your eye on. Um, he had a. I mean, since the draft, you're kind of intrigued with him. He had a decent season this year. Uh, so yeah. I mean, good stuff from him so far. Mm-hmm. And then that brings us to Burroughs. Burroughs, last one there. Um, Michael Burroughs, same thing, though, uh, kind of as Contreras. He's just had that one game. So that one game Contreras pitched in was the one game that Burroughs has pitched in so far. Burroughs, uh, 1-0, and uh, three innings pitched, two hits, no runs, no walks, two strikeouts. So he's, uh, he's currently tied for first place with – 20 other people for uh, the ERA title of zero. So look at that. Burroughs. Yeah. Nick Gonzalez just doing historical things. God, I love to yeah. see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so again, just it's one game, but in those one in that one game, in those three innings, good stuff so far. Um, you know, he is again not like Bear Bellamy. I don't know why we're gonna dunk on Bear Bellamy all this time, but I guess we kind of will. <laughs> but <laughs> unlike Bear Bellamy, um, he, he's not so he's not a guy that's like really on the prospect list. Like, we're not talking about Ronzi Contreras, even Majinski to a degree. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very low key in that sense. Wasn't he's a top 30 guy, top 30 guy, but yeah, you know, that's that's what he's yeah, he's been a top 30 guy, right? So, but wasn't he didn't Tim Williams point him out though as well. Mm-hmm. I forget. Wasn't he, he the did. guy that Tim Williams said, like, I, I'm looking for, a, I don't want to misquote him, but a breakout or something to that degree. Yeah. I think, I think uh, we asked it, who's outside of the top 20, right? That might've been could it. Make like a big, who could make a big jump. And, uh, and, and Burroughs is who is who he named. There you go. Yeah. That's what it was. So, oh. and then, right. So in this year, what he's done is good stuff. Um, sorry, my alarm's going off. So yeah, I mean a 2.20 ERA in 49 innings strikes out a lot. Comes over here, Arizona Fall League. In those three innings, does exactly pretty much the same. He's been doing two strikeouts, three innings. Um, so good stuff, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I guess I don't have much more to add to that other than that. Yeah. Well, uh, we can revisit these in another week or two, but right now everything's pretty small sample size, right? But but I guess the one thing I will say and what's good to see is that like everyone's playing well, right? Mm-hmm. If you're gonna have a small sample size, you might as well then be playing well during the small sample size than saying, Oh, well, he's been terrible, but it's a small sample size. Yeah. So, that zero ERA yeah. looks a lot better than fifty-four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's probably people out there with a fifty-four. Let's see, thirty-six. You don't want to be Caleb Killen right now with a thirty-six <laughs> ERA. You're the worst worst pitcher in the league. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So always better to have zero or even 450. Yep. So that does it for our Arizona Fall League chat. Um, I said there, I really wish they would stream those games. It makes me so mad that they don't, but yeah, dropping the ball. Like, that's the thing, too. I mean, MLB, we we get MLB, but like, there's just such this subgenre. Uh, put it that way of MLB with prospects. I mean, people love prospects. I mean, you literally 
Talk about yeah. Tim Williams. You actually have sites dedicated strictly to prospects. Just mm-hmm. prospects. Nothing but prospects. And MLB just like, we're not going to capitalize on that at all. We don't really care. We're not going to stream like, it. We're not going to yeah. show you guys. We're not going to grow the game in this sense. Nope. And like the Arizona Fall League is like, it's not like you're just, this isn't just some random high A baseball game, right? Like these are the best minor leaguers in the game right. for the most part. Mm-hmm. And there's no way to watch them. Like, I don't, I don't know if I would sit through like a three hour Arizona Fall League game. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm probably not going to do that. But I would love to be able to be like, hey, wonder how Gonzalez did. Let's check out his highlights, right? And I'm sure a lot of people would be like that. And right now, it's it's you can't do that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if anything, okay. So Contreras mm-hmm. getting the start today. So let me watch these first two innings. Yeah. That and, too. Now, and now he's not. And maybe you're just on Twitter, and you know, because you, you know people are updating it. I mean, especially if it's being streamed, people will be talking about it. it's going to be on Twitter. And now you're seeing Nick Gonzalez yeah. is up, and now I'll tune in. Right. And like these are their games are being played in spring training facilities. So the it's not like they're missing the technology. Like you can put a camera out there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many people it would take to do like a bare bones camera crew at a minor league stadium. Maybe have, you know, a center field camera and then one, you know, behind home plate to to watch the plate. Like that's all you would need. Um I yeah, mean I don't it, know. <laughs> so so Bears taking the grunt on the show. So let's let's transition it. All right, we'll, we'll take some yeah. of the heat off of Bear Bellamy. Okay. So like, what about the Altoona Curve? Like, you're talking about the Bear Bones, you know, production crew. Yeah. Like we saw mm-hmm. Arizona Curve on actual MILB TV, and how terrible that looked. You can't do any worse than that. I mean, how much does that cost you? You know. Right. You gotta yeah. even just be on like on Twitch. Like the advertisement money on Twitch alone probably pays for that. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. I'm with you. Like, I don't, I don't understand why they don't. I mean, that's such a, that's definitely a market that's there in capital. I mean, these are the stars of the future. Like, there's your market. Yeah. The stars of the future. I mean, and then like, you don't need. I, I'm sure this is there. There are plenty of, <clears throat> of like college kids in, you know, in Arizona too, who would do like an unpaid internship announcing Arizona Fall League games. And uh, having two people with a camera. Like, that's all you need. That's literally all you need. Uh, and that's all I would even care to have. I wouldn't even complain <laughs> yeah. that it's being shot by an iPhone 12. You know? Yeah. Like, I right. wouldn't even complain about that. At least I'm getting footage. That's what I would expect. It's the Arizona Falling. Mm-hmm. I just need a camera. Just one. Yeah. Like, give me something. Yeah, just like game film. That's You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the one camera way up high, whatever. Like, that's all. Just give me that. Yeah. But nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Anyways. So let's end the show with uh, with some quick thoughts on uh, the projections that came out yesterday. So Twitter was a buzz. It was a buzz. Um, Steamer, you know, one of the many projection algorithms out there, um, threw out their 2022 projections yesterday, and they've actually been updated since then. So. Right. Uh, we're looking at the one that was most interesting. Well, actually, first we'll talk about Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds, they're uh, they're expecting 276 average, 362 on base percentage, 465 slugging. So, you know, they're being conservative with them, which makes sense based off of you know he is only two years removed away from that 2020 season, um, but he did play really good last year. So they're not projecting anything near is 2021 
But I mean, it's a 121 weighted runs created plus three and a half four season is what they're projecting for Brian Reynolds. Still very fine Uh, season. Very fine season. Just not not what he did last year. Right. Right. Um, But I think what's uh, and I won't keep Brian Hayes. We'll we'll touch on him to 102 weighted runs created plus 2.7 war. 262, 328, 418, 16 homers. So another fine hitting season, better than you know what he did last year. So that was interesting to see that they they do project him to be a better hitter, a slightly above league average hitter, um, which is translating to almost three three wins. I think the fielding actually is a little lower than what you know than what we would expect too. So yeah, I mean. It, a decent season not probably what we want to see from Hayes ultimately but mm-hmm. better than this past year yeah I mean it's projections um I've stated yeah. my <laughs> thoughts and projections too I mean I mean they're fun I get it yeah. it's it's a, just a calculated thing I, I understand what goes yeah. into it um mm-hmm. and that's why they're also fun because it gives you something to yeah. debate and talk about you know, with Brian Reynolds of course you got to factor in that 2020 season although I think all of us kind of agree that that was more of a fluke um, I could see him having a better season than this, you know, with Cabrian Hayes. It's a thing too. Like when you're so elite, like, you know, when you have such a great skill at something, it's hard. You'll never see it on the projections always come up that way. Right. It's right, the law right. of averages always come up. So Hayes is so elite at defense that you, it, you're not going to see a projection of, well, here's elite defense again this year. It's going to come down a bit. Um, but yeah. even with that said, right. I mean, it comes down a little bit. You've been touting for a while, right? I mean, even Hayes at a 102 way to run career plus. So you said if Hayes is just even an average hitter, he's a three war player. And here it shows up again in the projections. Like to project him to be a 102 way to run career plus, right? Basically the league average. And they're like, here's three war. <laughs> yeah. As as so, much as Tyler says yeah. catches get handed war, like could Brian Hayes mm-hmm. be handed war every single year because of his defense alone? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to put it there. Like it's, yeah, I mean, if he can be a league average hitter, he will be a uh, he, he will be he will be just fine. <laughs> um, but the, I think what uh, what everybody's most interested in, and uh, the the probably the projection that that took Ooh. Pirates Twitter by storm, storm, took them by storm, O'Neill Cruz. And this is what's interesting is because these projections we just talked about them, like they tend to be pretty conservative, right? Especially on young people, because like there's nothing really to go by. Um, so like you see rookies and things like that, their projections aren't necessarily all that sexy. Right. Um, but O'Neill Cruz, holy moly, these projections, Denardo, holy, moly. um, holy moly. Um, they, they've now updated since yesterday. Yesterday he was around 86 games. So he's now at 110 games. So you're looking at like a mid June call up, right? Um, 110 games two eighty average. 334 on base percentage, 496 slugging percentage. That all translates to a 121 weighted runs created plus. They have them playing shortstop. They actually have them playing good shortstop. Uh-huh. <laughs> 19 home runs in 110 games and a 3.1 war. Jim. Jim. Can you believe if this comes true? No, seriously, like you you said Twitter, right? Yeah. 
came the storm yesterday. Like, imagine this being the season. Okay, fast forward a year, maybe not even a full year. Fast forward 11 and a half months away from now, today. And this is the season we see from O'Neill Cruz. How are you not elated? I, I mean, I, I'm blown away by this as well. Like you said, like, as yeah. far as projections go, I'm shocked that it was this. Mm-hmm. But if it is this, I mean, they're basically saying he's going to be the second best player on the Pirates next year, which, I mean, isn't the biggest feat in the world, mm-hmm. mind you. But still, for a rookie who has some some major risk involved, you see O'Neill Cruz have a 3.1 rookie season. I'm jumping around. like I'm streaking naked somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a 4.6 war over a full year. Right. Is what they're projecting. Like, they are projecting O'Neill Cruz over the course of a full season to be the best player on the Pirates. O'Neill yeah. Cruz's numbers yeah. over 162 games are better than Brian Reynolds, right. according to these projections. That's That's true. I mean, think about that. Put that in perspective. So let's yeah. pivot this. And I don't want to take away your thunder so much because you, I mean, you did mention this too, mm-hmm. but just to bring it up, right? So, right. It's hard to do, you know, rookies because you all have the minor league stuff and it's just track record, blah, 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 right? The number one yeah. player in baseball, Wander Franco. Do you have the numbers up, Jim? If not, I do. Yeah. So, so he's been updated too, by yes, the way. He has. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's pretty good. 285, 344, 464, 125 weight runs created plus five war. But if we're looking at just the offense, mm-hmm. they're basically saying, yeah, number one hitter in baseball, Wander Franco, number one prospect in baseball, and O'Neill Cruz. Those offensive numbers are pretty much the same. They're almost a mirror. They yeah. know what one or tick off here or there, you know, but they all pretty right. much match up. They're basically saying mm-hmm. O'Neill Cruz, Wander Franco, same guy. Except one is <laughs> eight feet tall. <laughs> yeah, one's eight feet tall. One hits a little bit more with power and one gets on base a little bit more. But for the most part, yeah. I mean, you look at like the OPS and it's about the same. Right. I'm just baffled. I'm just baffled. It, it makes me wonder how and why the projections led here i mean i understand like when he played mm-hmm. last year especially it was good it was really good so i don't know i'm intrigued by the projection itself i am very intrigued like it's just something you don't really see so actually i'm, I'm curious here so let's let's look at uh like spencer torkelson somebody who made triple a this year Let's take a look here. If he, he so he is not. They do. Oh, yeah, he does. He does have projections. He only has one plate appearance projection though. So okay. let's let's find somebody, find somebody who like a major prospect, but they made the majors this last year. Oh, they made it. Uh, mm. Um, yeah, like they they had a little bit of playing time, and they're they're going to you know they're going to play next year. Um, so like a, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Um, there's not a whole lot. Most of these guys haven't made it yet. Um, 
kind of down on Kellenic. Yeah, well, let's look at Kellenic. So, like, yeah, what do they have Kellenic? So, 101. I mean, Jared, Jared Kellenic. Okay. 1.6 war. 552 plate appearances. 230, 304, 417. So, so you look at Kellenic, though, and Kellenic entered this year as, you know, the, the a consensus top five prospect. Right. Um, he, he got his first taste of the majors. He clearly didn't do that well, other than <laughs> he, 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 he finished, finished the year very strong, finished very strong. So he had a really good September. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you see him and that these projections are more in line with what you would expect a, you know, a, a really young player to have. Um, basically he they're saying he's going to be an league average hitter next year at age 22 mm-hmm. right um and and we're talking about like i said the, the a clear cut higher rated prospect than than cruz all the way throughout the minors um so yeah it's it, it's interesting to that it's just interesting um you you just don't see projections like cruz's often for for players who i mean he's played two games Right. Yeah. And and yeah. just it's like I said, like the the numbers were good in the monitors, but I'll even put like mm-hmm. it wasn't as if they were just like blown away. Like it's not like Spencer yeah. Torkelson just comes up and just these guys are little kids mm-hmm. and I'm just mashing every day. You know, I don't I don't know. I'm just uh again a little taken back of how they became so good. But by all means, I will absolutely take it. If that's O'Neill Cruz's season next year. Like I said, how can you not just be elated by that? Yeah, I mean, give me that all day, every day. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if at the end of the year you're sitting and O'Neill Cruz just put up a 121 weighted runs created plus, like you are feeling good about the future. Yes, three war, yeah. you know, in his limited time. Yeah. yeah. Again, just projections. <laughs> it's just a, it's an algorithm in a computer, and somehow that's what what it spit out. But right, uh, that's all it is. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I'll I'll wait for Zips. We'll get get Zimborski in here. Yeah, we'll look and see what Zip says. They don't come out until later, like much right. later, but like next yeah, off. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what they say. Cool. Well, yeah, we figured we'll talk about that. I mean, it's never truly for projections. It's fun. Um, I mean, the World Series was even here yet, technically, and we already had projections for next year. And no, no, Cruz set fire three war season. So cool, 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 fun with that. There's the Arizona Arizona Fall League for you. Um, that's it. <laughs> that does it. All right. So we'll see you guys later. Bye bye. See you guys.